Yes, it is. <laughs> and, you know, it's interesting when Emilio asked me what we were talking about today, last week, to prepare the songs, I said, failing forward. And he said, failing forward? And then after he thought about it, it was like, yeah, that's a great topic. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> and John Maxwell says, fail early, fail often, but always fail forward. And basically what he's saying there is that stuff happens in life. And sometimes it seems random. Sometimes we've actually created it and we can see how we've created it. But the thing is to keep moving forward. That's the whole idea. And just like we had this morning, we found out a way to get through that first song, even if the microphones weren't working. So, you know, we fail forward. And the more that you can realize that that's something that you can deliberately choose to lean into the new possibility that failure is actually providing, the easier life becomes. Like, how many of you have failed in this room? A couple of times. The thing that I would like to know is what does the word failure actually mean? What does it mean for you? Anybody want to call something out? Sadness. Sadness? Okay. Highlighting where you need to do more research. Highlighting where you need to do more research. Okay. Could be shaming. Shaming? Yeah. Okay. So in many circumstances, failure is a given. But what a person chooses to do with the experience of failure is called resilience. And one of the areas that I find the most challenging for a lot of people is in something that they've failed at before. It's almost as though there's not a desire to, to try it again because it didn't work out the first time. And so the more that you can become aware of what your possibilities are when you do fail at something or make another choice, the easier it becomes. And the other area where I have found that there's a lot of fear around failing is in doing artwork. Have you ever gone into an art class or been asked to be in an art class? And it can be terrifying for people because it's like, well, I don't know that I know how to do this. I don't know that I know how to draw. I don't, you know, all of the, I don't think I can come up. Even if you've never done it before, there's this expectation that you're going to fail rather than being childlike about it and just do it. And it's not going to look like somebody else's work. It's going to look like yours. And like with anything, you get better the more you do something. So are you willing this week to maybe explore something that you've been avoiding because you failed at it before, or you're afraid that you might fail at it? That's my challenge for you. One of the ones that I never thought I would ever be able to do, because as a kid I couldn't do it, I actually became almost like a hyperventilating person, you know, <gasps> couldn't breathe or anything, public speaking. And yet, look at me here. <laughs> like, who knew? <laughs> I remember being on a debate team, and we had to stand up in front of the whole school to debate about something. And I guess I held my breath or something, and I practically passed out. Like, I just I couldn't say a word. I was just so, so afraid. So, you know, anything is possible. I'm an example of anything is possible. 
we get our way of looking at life from all the lessons that life has taught us. And sometimes that way of looking at life kind of limits what we're able to do. Would you agree with that? Yeah. You know, relationships are another area. You know, it's like, oh, you know, who needs that? After you've had a failed relationship, perhaps. The thing that I'd like to invite you to consider is that with every relationship, you get an opportunity to find out what you don't want and what you do want. And when you get really clear on what you do want and how you choose to feel, then you start to attract that. That's what we teach here at Unity. So if you focus on what you don't want, you get more of what you don't want. But if you focus on that which you do desire in anything, then you're going to start to get more of it and opportunities perhaps to even hone your, we'll call it your craft, even if it's in a relationship. So I have a picture of an Alfa Romeo here. And uh, the reason I have it there is I was 16 years old. I was on a school trip to Italy. So it was uh, grade 10. And my girlfriend and I decided that we would go together with the school trip. And there was like 12 of us, I think, that were traveling, 12 or 15 of us. And it was our first year of studying Italian. So we had a little bit of Italian under our belt when we went in March break, I think it was. And the very first morning, my girlfriend and I slept in and we missed the tour bus. And we thought, oh, God, we're going to be in trouble. And we had spent all this money to get there. And there was just no way that we were going to get to see the city. And so we decided that, well, let's just find out where the closest bank is. Because back in those days, you had um, uh, traveler's checks. I was going to say money orders. Traveler's checks, like you couldn't use credit cards, or at least as, as a 16-year-old, I didn't have one. And uh, we needed to cash them in so that at least we could go for lunch or, you know, do something, walk around the block, do something. So we go to the bank, and the only person in the bank that spoke English was the bank manager. Now, we thought he was a whole lot older than us, but he probably wasn't. He was probably 25 or something, I don't know. Mm -hmm. But he was a good-looking guy, and he spoke English, and we told him why we were there and that we had missed our bus and we weren't going to get to see the city. And we were in Florence, actually, which is such a beautiful city. And he said, well, I'm off this afternoon. Said, would you like me to tour you around? <laughs> And my girlfriend and I looked at each other and said, yes. He says, well, go back, to, go back to your hotel, and I will come and pick you up at noon. So we went back to the hotel, and he pulls up in this red Alfa Romeo convertible. And I got to sit on the hump, which was not all that comfortable, but I didn't care. I was 16. You can be uncomfortable at 16 and bear with anything, right? So the three of us drive around. We actually go up to uh, a little city that is just above Florence called Fiesole. With the, uh, it's a replica of Michelangelo and a big fountain and everything. We got to take pictures of that. And then he called a friend of his after he had toured us around the city and said, well, I'll take you out for dinner, but I'll call a friend of mine. And so there can be four of us. We can kind of double date for dinner. So he took us out for dinner as well. And then we went back to our hotel, and 
I don't remember if we got reamed out. It really didn't matter. I didn't care. <laughs> but the thing is that that could have been the biggest failure, epic failure and horrible situation. And yet we just decided we were going to do whatever we were going to do. And things worked out. And everything always works out for me, for you, for all of us when you have that attitude. And, you know, now I saw a little Fiat actually the other day and I said to Randy that um, it was a little car like that that we drove around. That's what inspired me to talk about it today. But, you know, it's from those lessons that we determine what is good, bad, and what works and what doesn't work. And I suppose being 16 and not having, not taking things too seriously was helpful. I take things a lot more seriously today than I did then probably, but... We also start to expect things to happen when you don't take things so seriously. We expect good things to start to happen. At least I do. Do you? Are you starting to, to feel that way? Like, okay, it's a bit like that joke about the pile of manure and the little kid digging, saying there must be a pony in here somewhere. That, you know, when you see a lousy situation, there's some gift there, some reward. It's like when we were told that we were no longer going to be able to rent the space that we're in here. And this new location is just that much better in so many ways for us than what we have here. And this has been fabulous. So we could have bemoaned the fact that we were moving, but no, we embrace the idea that yes, this is spirit providing another opportunity for something really great. So we can look at failure as a negative event or as an opportunity to move in a new direction. Because if you're going to move in a new direction anyways, why not go with a smile on your face? Failure can be amazing if you're willing to trust and to lean into wonder. And the wonder is, I wonder what amazing things are around the corner. I remember my husband Randy was counseling a woman that I was working with and she had broken up from a really wonderful relationship. She had had a child with this man and everything and she just felt devastated and she really didn't believe that anything good could happen and he said, how would you behave today if you knew that the man of your dreams was showing up tomorrow? How would you behave? then why don't you start behaving that way? Because that expectation is what's going to draw this individual to you. So what are you waiting to have happen? And it hasn't happened yet. Can you live from a place of expectancy of it? And what does that look like? Because when you start to walk with that air, with that vibration, it just starts coming at you in the most amazing ways. This is from the book, The Power of an Idea. Failure does not mean the loss of something. Failure occurs only if the loss of that thing takes our enthusiasm, our courage, our zest for life, our faith, our conviction, and our happiness from us. That's truly failure. And isn't that true? You know, I know people who are walking around still suffering from something that happened a long, long time ago. And, you know, I used, to, I used to joke that I'm like the person swimming across the lake carrying a bag of boulders. I was proud of the fact that I was carrying all my burdens with me everywhere I went. 
and, and like, look how great I am because I'm able to struggle and still get ahead. I never realized that I could drop that bag of boulders and collect some new ones on the other shore. And so that's what I started to do. I figured if I want some boulders, I'll get them later and just leave them behind. It's a decision. It's not always easy to do, but it's a simple decision. It's either or. So failure has the opportunity to look at fear, the opportunity to see it as an opportunity, and also how resilient we are. So unity is the ultimate answer to the question, how easy could my life be? Because in unity we teach that spirit is within, spirit is everywhere, and spirit is love and support and benevolence and grace, and that our thoughts, our choices actually make up our, our life. And that when we connect in prayer, when we connect in meditation to that power that is greater than ourselves, that everything is possible. Your journey through life was never meant to be a struggle. It wasn't meant to be. Even if everyone around you were examples of life ought to be a struggle, it should be hard. Everything difficult is, is the nightmare of fear superimposed over the presence of love. That's Alan Cohen, and I love that. The nightmare of fear superimposed over the presence of love. You can almost see it like a, a cloak hiding the love that's already there. It's always been there. Unity teaches universal truths that lead us to a life of meaning, healing, and well-being. And it comes from the simple but complex concept that God is all there is and that God truly is good and love and support and is everywhere all the time, even if you've put your blinders on, even if you've closed your eyes to it, even if you've said no to the possibilities of something better, it's always there waiting for you. That's what the grace of God is, is that it never goes away. It's there for you. You have to take the action, and the action might just be take a chance. Think differently. See, we can choose love over fear, which A Course in Miracles says, and another word for love is God. We can recognize our eternal nature as expressions of the divine, our benevolent relationship with God. And it can be, if you choose to see it that way, generous, kind, and loving. I see it that way. And you know, I, I hear people on television or people talking sometimes about, why did God let this happen, whatever it was? And my understanding of God, I can't say that because it's not God that lets something happen, it's human, peop human people. Human people, are there other kinds? <laughs> only, only humans. <laughs> you know, our behavior sucks sometimes. But God is right there in those choices. And that we have this immutable innocence. It's our unchanging goodness. You know, it's, it's the behavior that gets in the way, but it's there. 
And if you stop for long enough to look at someone, like if I stopped and looked at you, I see the spirit in you, in your eyes. I know it's there. I can feel it, actually. The creative power of the mind and your thoughts really are what create your life. Recognizing and then transforming special relationships to holy relationships. And I invite you to think about that with the relationships that you have in life right now. How can you transform them into seeing the spirit in everyone? And seeing the good in everyone in spite of their behavior. Because sometimes poor behavior is just their learned way of getting what they want. And it's not always healthy, but because they were not being, feeling perhaps loved, the behavior got that way more and more with every interaction that they had. You know, I know some people that I have met that are the most wonderful people, and yet others will say they are so difficult. I mean, I worked 44 years with women, and some of them, I was told, were some of the hardest, crustiest, most difficult women that anyone could ever deal with. And we had the greatest time together because I saw the spirit in them and they saw it in me. And so I think you can draw that out in anyone. Learning to withdraw the power we have given to external sources is one of the ways as well. Because where's the power? Within you. Where is the power? It seems like it's somewhere else, but it is within you. Sure, things are going to happen, and you have to follow rules, and things like war happen. But together, and in love, we can make a difference. In failure, you can choose to view that situation as a call for love rather than a disappointment. I love this picture, <laughs> protect me from what I want. Mm -hmm. How many times have you really wanted something and it was probably the most disastrous thing you could ever have? So what has been your deepest desire? And is it fulfilled yet? Because it can be. And when we say, just step out of the way, I don't mean just kind of step over here or there, but open up to the possibility that there is something great about to unfold and behave that way. You could create an entirely different outcome if you act from love. Miracles are the natural outcome of choosing love. Love is a synonym for God. Have you had any miracles? in your life? Many. Healing. Amazing things occurring when they just shouldn't have happened, but they do. Some of the most amazing miracles for me are the people that I have met when I've been unafraid to meet them. When I think about how scared I was as a kid to how willing I am to just approach anyone now. Behind all choices, the only real choice is between fear and love. 
one way or another. And fear hurts and love heals. In unity, we learn that life does not have to be hard. And the world that fear creates is entirely avoidable. So are you ready to perhaps not be quite so fearful? Just be brave. That great song that you recommended for us, Wendy, be brave. If I were brave, yeah. Reduce every choice to what heals versus what hurts. Answer fear with love and you will find the peace that you seek. Whatever the question, love is the answer. Life has only two teachers who point in different ways and you will go the way your chosen teacher leads. So if you choose fear, you're going to get lots of lessons from fear. And if you choose love, you're going to get lots of lessons from love. This is from A Course in Miracles as well. For never will another road be made except the way to heaven. You but choose whether to go toward heaven or away to nowhere. There is nothing else to choose. So think about that for a minute. Wouldn't, wouldn't your life have been different up to this point if you were told that you were actually just marching your way to heaven all, all along and that you just forgot to notice? Boy, my life would be different if I knew that I didn't have to be worried if I made a mistake. I mean, I used to joke as a kid, not as a kid, I joke now from when I was a kid, I was afraid to do anything new in front of other people. I would learn how to do it sort of in the closet and get really good at it. And then I would show it to the world. So I avoided a lot of things in life because I was afraid to fail in public. And I don't know if you're that way, if you just refuse to do it because you might not do it well. But I invite you to just do it anyway. Who cares? I, well, and I'm old enough now, I really don't care, you know? <laughs> if I fail, oh well, start again tomorrow. Opportunity. Have you ever considered that failure is an opportunity that shows up at just the right moment? You know, I don't think anything goes wrong if I hadn't somehow instigated it. You know, like I think about the time that I got uh, fired from work, one and only time that I got fired from work. I asked for a week off at a really busy time. And he said, well, if you can't come in, you're fired. And I said, well, I really want to do this, so goodbye. And what it was, was I had an opportunity to learn from a really wonderful artist how to do frescoes. And he was available in Toronto at the time, and my girlfriend was going to put me up for a week. And I didn't have to pay anything, because we were doing the fresco within the University of um, York in downtown Toronto in one of their old houses. And because we were refurbishing the building, uh, we didn't have to pay, and I got to learn how to create a fresco on a wall, including all of the lime and, and all of that. It was just fabulous. 
And so I, I walked away from the job. But the funny thing was that I was supposed to continue to do that job. I was given the gift of having the time to take this course by being fired. And it didn't affect me, except financially, of course. But then what happened was, and Spirit, this is the grace of God now, Spirit said, no, no, you've got to go back to that job. And how it happened was that I had to do my taxes. So it was coming to the end of April when you have to do your taxes. And I could not find my work T4 to do my taxes anywhere. I had to call that workplace. And I had to go there and pick up my T4 because they were not going to mail it to me. And that which I thought was kind of odd, but so I went, and when I went, they said, would you come back to work because we really miss you? And hired me back. And that would never have happened. I don't know, Spirit hid the T4 somewhere <laughs> and knew that I had to have that job. But you see, that's how life works, is that if something is really meant for you, it is going to come back. You've heard that, like let it go, and you know, if it's yours, it'll come back. So I got to work there for another 12 years wow. after that. Yeah, it can be a chance to reevaluate and come back stronger with better reasoning often the next time is easier. It's a good detour usually. The challenge with life is that there are a million opportunities to fail abundantly and publicly. How does one bounce back from a significant failure? Well, it's a good question. One way is to let it teach you how to make your next attempt quicker, easier, and surer. And failure is not fatal. I guess unless you're an airline pilot or something. No. <laughs> but then we are eternal. So <laughs> unity helps us in that as well. <laughs> Hope you're not flying in the next little while. <laughs> No matter how hard it may feel, stay willing to understand that failure may simply mean there is another opportunity just over the horizon. I actually saw a rainbow like that in Winnipeg once. It was just stunning. Take the opportunity to wonder about what could be and allow it to be so. You're never too old to set another goal or to dream a new dream. Never too old. Resilience. Sometimes the lesson of failure is how to move forward with love. We can learn to fail with grace, sincerely and possibly. A single instance of failure can teach more than a lifetime of success. I like that quote. I don't know who wrote it, but it's true, isn't it? You, you know, do you remember your successes as much as you do your failures? <laughs> yeah. Wonder allows you to detach from the outcome and explore with greater curiosity and trust as the process unfolds. You are resilient. That's why you're here still. You know, think of all the things that could have knocked you down. It offers feedback on how to perfect an idea, task, or project. The work of life is willingness to continue to move forward even when things don't happen according to your plan. As a spiritual practice, wonder can show you the divine behind and within everything. I wake up with a good attitude every day, 
then idiots happen. <laughs> yeah, and then you just choose a game. <laughs> the willingness to fail forward can make life beautiful, crazy, and exciting. So fail forward, fail forward often. Failure is success in progress, Albert Einstein. So, do you believe in yourself? Where is your belief? In the power greater than yourself? Are you willing, are you telling life what you want or what you don't want? And are you able to bounce back from disappointments? Yes. Right? Yes. Lean into failure by setting your intention and making room for spirit to guide. And you will know the next steps, sort of like my trip to Italy. Had no idea that that would unfold in that way. So that was a good failure. And you know what? I can say that most of my failures, when I look at them now, I'd say all of them, really, something better came out of it. I was better as a consequence of it. So let's move on up out of failure. She failed in the relationship, but now she's in herself. First I was afraid, I was petrified. Kept thinking I could never live without you by my side. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong, and I learned how to get along. And so you're back from outer space. I just walked in to find you here. That sad look upon your face I should have changed that stupid lot I should have made you leave your key If I had known for just one second You'd be back to bother me Oh, what let go Walk out the door Just turn around now Cause you're not welcome anymore Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me with goodbye You think I'd crumble You think I'd lay down and die Oh, no, not I I will survive I've got all my life to live, I've got all my love to give, and I'll survive, I will survive, hey, 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 hey. It all the strength I had not to fall apart, kept trying hard to mend the my broken heart and I spent oh, so many nights just feeling sorry for myself I used to cry but now I hold up head up high and see me somebody new I'm not that chained up little person still loving you and so you felt like dropping in and just expect me to be free well now I'm saving all my loving for someone who's loving me oh and I go walk out the door just turn around now, cause you're not welcome anymore. Weren't you the one who tried to hurt me with goodbye? You think I'd crumble? You think I'd lay down and die? Oh, no, that I, I will survive. Oh, as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay alive. I've got all my life to live, and I've got all my love to give, and I'll survive. I will survive.